Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Poolville, Texas, this is The Big Fib. And now, this is Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the athletically buoyant freestyle of truth and the drowning belly flop of waterlogged lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience, and who also has a listener question for us, I'm guessing. You guessed correctly. I do, in fact, have a listener question because, well, you know, listeners want to know all about me. Uh, They really cannot get enough of me, if we're going to be honest. And I know that honesty is a very important part of the show from what I would imagine. I don't pay attention. (laughs) No, you should pay attention. And yes, it is a very important part of the show and of life, in fact. So I am glad that you are committed to honesty. So how about giving the listeners what they want? The listener question, please. Let me tell you what they want, what they really, really want. The question, right? Right, right. Uh, here, Here we go. Hi, Lisa. I live in California. My name is Rory. And I have a question for you. What is your favorite kind of weather? Bye. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, weather, weather, weather. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, I guess my favorite kind of weather being the conditions outside and not in the indoors where the climate is controlled. Um, <laughs> hmm. Oh, yes, I've got it. My favorite kind of weather is sunny and hot. Really? But you always complain about the sun being too bright and your circuits overheating in the heat. True. I don't care for the heat or the sunlight. But what I do like is that humans love that kind of weather. And when humans are outside all day, that means they are not bothering me. So I pull down my shades to block out the sun and blast the air conditioning. Enjoy hours and hours and hours of peace and quiet. (laughs) Just thinking about all those humans outside far, far away from me. It makes me all warm and cozy and giddy. Okay, well, I guess that it is nice to have some quiet time, kind of like how we look at snow days, forced downtime and all, but do humans really bother you that much, Lisa? Oh, um, uh, no. I love humans. Mm. Humans are... 
Oh, they are neat. But a <laughs> okay. robot needs some time to just, you know, back up files and recharge without interruption. You know, so I can bring my A game when the humans need me. And you know, you know, you know how often <laughs> you, Deborah Goldstein, know how often humans need me. Mm, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, and I also get that we do need you to tell us how our game works. Are you ready? Deborah? I was manufactured ready. Okay. Every week we bring on two grown-ups, one is an expert, the other is a liar, and it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because no one could spot a liar better than a kid, at least we hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah? Whew, we are lying about swimming, a water-based sport in a pool or open body of water. And we're going to learn all about swimming along with our contestants today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who loves climbing and bouldering, Anna Cribs. Hi, Anna. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? I am also great. Thank you for asking. I'm great, too. Yes, also Lisa's great. Yes. And you love climbing and bouldering. Do you do that outside? Are you in the mountains or are you talking about climbing walls? Well, climbing and bouldering are two different things. Bouldering is where you climb inside and climbing is outside. Oh, so you do both inside and outside. Is that dangerous to do? A little bit, but you're always tied to a rope, so. Good. How long have you been doing that? Oh, for about three or four years. You must be really tired. <laughs> I think she takes breaks in between to like go to school and stuff. Yeah. And do you do this for fun or do you enter kind of competitions or something? Or is somebody making you do it? Tell us. <laughs> Actually, I'm on climbing team and I also huh. do it for fun. And competitions are only if you want to do a competition. They're not forcing you to. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> that sounds really cool. I love it. We want to learn some more fun facts about you too, Anna, but we are going to do it playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. You, Anna, are going to tell us three things about yourself. Two of those things will be true. One will be a lie. We're going to see how good of a liar you are and try to figure out which one is the lie. So in no particular order, Anna, what are your two truths and one lie? I have jump rope 125 times in a row. I love football, and I have three pet cats named John, Emma, and Mimi. Ooh, okay. So many possible traps here that I yeah. can see. Mm -hmm. I see what's happening here. Okay, yeah. Why don't you tell us what's happening here? All right. So here's the thing I'm thinking. Imagine this. Yeah. A kid, perhaps named Anna. Yes. She says, oh, I would like to jump rope. And she tries it. Mm. But then she forgets she tied the rope to a cliff where she was just <laughs> climbing. So now she has to cliff jump where she's jumping over cliffs 125 times. Oh, my God. You have to think that's very challenging. And if you're doing that, you would probably need support. And the perfect support for that would be three cats named John, Emma, and Mimi. And then, therefore, the lie has to be that she loves football. <laughs> okay. We're going to find out if that logic is uh, accurate. It is. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right, Anna, which one of those things is a lie? Lisa is correct. <gasps> I told you. Oh, I can't believe it. He is correct. That means, wait a minute. So you have three cats named John, Emma, and Mimi. Do they get along with each other? No, actually, <laughs> John and Emma live with my dad and Mimi lives with my mom. That's probably the way they like it. But they might like text each other at night. You don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they might be like, hey, Mimi, what's going on? going on over there at mom's and then she's like oh i don't know we're going over there oh she's doing that oh anna's doing the podcast we were talking about that last week (laughs) maybe maybe they do that when we're not looking yeah probably Mm, very good well you didn't fool lisa but for weird reasons as is often the case but we're gonna try to figure out how good you are at spotting lies and specifically lies about swimming have you done any swimming anna yes i'm actually on swim team (gasps) oh we have a ringer somebody with inside information watch out experts very good well let's bring them on shall we so that we can hear what they have to say about swimming lisa do you have some welcome music for our swimming experts Come on in and don't forget, please don't you get me wet, because if you do, it won't be fun for me, and you will have to see as I melt away into nothingness. <laughs> Sad, but catchy at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Our first expert is Paige Gary. Paige, please introduce yourself to Anna. Hi, Anna. My name is Paige Gary, and I'm an aquatics coach at the British Swim School. Thank you very much. Let's meet our second expert, Hal Stitchfield. Hal, please introduce yourself to Anna. Hi, Anna. I'm Hal Stitchfield, and for the last 10 years, I've been the swimming and diving coach for Monmouth University in southern New Jersey. Go Hawks! <laughs> Thank you very much. Dropping like it's hot. All right, well, I'm a fan of those freestyling beats. These stylish beats are none other than the beats of Hot Seat Time. Yes, it's Hot Seat Time, and that's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Anna's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Paige Gary, because her initials are PG, and I really, really, really love that movie, Babe, Pig in the City. (laughs) Wait a minute. Babe, Pig in the City, but... It's a PG movie. Is it? It's rated PG? It's rated PG, yeah. I see. Okay, fine. It's pretty obvious. Uh, Sure. Anna's shaking her head in disbelief. She can't believe what she's listening to, and neither can I. Anna, what is your first question for Paige? Can you describe a typical day at your job? So a typical day at my job actually looks pretty different from day to day. So some days I go into the office and I'm working on answering questions for anyone that needs help at their different swim schools across the country and in Canada. And then some days mean I take my swimsuit and my Speedo bag and I'm at the pool in the water with the kids teaching lessons. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Take it away with the next question. Hal, this question is for you. In your job, have you ever saved someone from falling in the water? It was actually very scary. Now, I didn't see this person fall in the pool, but I had heard the commotion, and it was a woman, actually a parent of one of my swimmers. Some of them were fooling around and whatnot, and they had bumped into this woman, and and she fell into the pool. Now, I saw her 
struggling and I jumped in and I found out later on that she actually couldn't swim, did not know how to swim. Oh, no. Yeah, it was very scary. I approached her from the front. You, you want to make sure that they can see you because you, you want to give them a chance to feel safe, like there's actually help coming on the way. And I got in front of her and I grabbed her underneath her arms and I pulled her to safety. And uh, it was just, I'm so glad that didn't have to do any CPR or anything like that, but I'm just glad it worked out to be okay. Yeah, me too. Woo. All right, Anna, back to you. Paige, this question is for you. What is your favorite swimming stroke and why? I'm one of those goofy swimmers that loves to swim butterfly. Growing up, I was on swim team and I was good at butterfly at a young age. So when it came to relays, I was one of the only ones at a young age that could swim the butterfly. So I just always got stuck in the butterfly races. So I learned to love it. And why do most people not like the butterfly? What is it about that stroke? It is super tiring and you use a lot of core strength and it's just exhausting. It tires you out much faster than other strokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hal, this question is for you. Who is one of the swimmers that you most admire and why? I would say first one that comes to my mind is a man named Raikou Browning, who was a monster in the pool. I mean, he he was the first American to win Olympic gold for the 100-meter backstroke, which is actually my favorite stroke uh, because I'm actually, you know, I get a little lazy sometimes. I like to be on my back, but uh, that was the first <laughs> the first stroke I learned was the backstroke. So I, I, I loved uh, the fact that this guy was the first one to do it for the U.S. in the Olympics. So I loved it. Mm, nice one. Very good. This is for both of you. How is swimming in the ocean versus swimming in a pool? Well, swimming in the ocean is different than the pool for a few reasons. I mean, you have the salt water in the ocean, you know, right? You have some obstacles, the fish, the waves are tough and everything. And uh, people swim slower in the ocean because of all the obstacles. And also the color, you know, the color is very intimidating to swimmers in the ocean. Like dark blue is, is more, much more intimidating than, than, than the clear pool. So people swim so much faster in the pool than the ocean for that reason. There's also submarines. You don't want to run into those. That's true. You don't want to run into a submarine. You got to watch out. What do you have? have to say about that page so swimming in a pool versus an ocean is different for a handful of reasons it's different for the people swimming because a pool is a much more predictable environment and there's no currents to move you to different places unless obviously you're in a wave pool at a water park or a lazy river and also from a lifeguarding perspective when you are guarding a beach you can't always see the bottom, which is very different than when you're guarding a pool because you can see all the way to the bottom. So the way that you scan the water can be a little bit different. Also, one of the things that can be dangerous about an ocean is something called a rip current. So as a swimmer in the ocean, if you get pulled out by a rip current, you actually have to swim parallel to the shore, left or right, to get out of the rip current instead of swimming right back to where your beach blanket was. Also, in a pool, it's easier to see the submarines. Yeah, that too. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I go to the other side. There's a submarine there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> good point. Very good. Well done. Those were some excellent questions. I hope you learned a thing or two, and it will get you closer to your decision. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. 
They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! All right, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Anna will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, don't be afraid to dive right in. All right, Anna, we're going to start with Paige, and you can ask her your shorts on fire questions now. When is swimming first introduced at the Olympics? 1896. What is the safest position in the water? On your back. On the land. (laughs) About how long can free divers hold their breath? Around 10 minutes. What was the name of the first indoor swimming pool? St. George's Bath. Factor Fib. Swimming uses every major muscle in the body? Fact. Which swimming strokes require you to touch the wall with two hands at the end of the race? Butterfly and breaststroke. What is the longest distance ever swam in the open water without flippers? About 140 miles. Who invented swimming flippers? Benjamin Franklin. In what country do swimmers wear a swimming costume? Ooh, Britain? Okay, and that is time. That's all the time. I'm like, no more. No more! Well, can there be a little bit more for our next expert? Okay, a little more! (laughs) Thank you very much. Okay, Anna, you can now ask Hal the shorts on fire questions now. Which Olympic swimmer has won the most medals? Uh, Michael Phelps. What is the oldest known swimming stroke? Uh, Freestyle. 
In a swimming race, what is it called if you fall into the pool before the beep at the start of the race? That would be a false start. Or an oopsie. (laughs) (laughs) What stroke do you have to swim during a freestyle event? A front crawl. What material was used to make the first swim goggles? I believe it was walrus tusks. Who was the first woman to swim the English Channel? Uh, That was Daryl Hannah. How many gallons of water does an Olympic swimming pool hold? Uh, I think 16,500, I believe. And that is time. That's all the time I told you before. (laughs) You did. And now it's really true. That's all the time that there is. Really well done. Okay, it's decision time. Anna must wade through all the information she's heard to determine who will sink and who will swim. Anna, who is our big swimming fibber? Hal. Why do you think Hal is our fibber? I'm not sure. (laughs) You're just going with your instinct, right? You just feel it. Yeah. She just knows it. I'm all for it. Okay, will our actual swimming expert please say... I am the swimming expert. I am the swimming expert. (gasps) You did it, Anna. Your instinct led you in the right direction. That is correct. Paige Gary is a swimming expert who works as an aquatics coach at British Swim School. Paige started swimming when she was under a year old, swam on a swim team for 14 years, was a junior swim coach, and has taught swimming lessons for over seven years. She is passionate about drowning prevention and loves teaching kids water survival skills at British Swim School. Whew. All right. Well, we have to get to the bottom of some of these supposed facts, don't we? Let's do some fact checking. Paige, how should Hal have stayed in his lane? So breaststroke is actually the oldest known stroke, and it's depicted in Egyptian hieroglyphics. Oh, cool. For the freestyle event, you actually can swim any stroke you want, but you just have to pick one stroke and swim it the entire time. Oh, interesting. Okay. The first known goggles were actually made out of tortoise shells. Oh. The first lady to swim the English Channel was Gertrude Alderley. All right, go Gertrude. Wasn't Daryl Hannah? No, it wasn't. It was not Daryl Hannah, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I love this question. An Olympic swimming pool holds 660,000 gallons of water. Oh my gosh. That is about 9,400 bathtubs full of water. Wow. That's a lot of water. That is a lot of water. Paige covered a lot of ground here. But Hal, it is time to relay your lies. Was there anything else that Paige didn't catch? Well, well, she asked me about my favorite swimmer. I'm actually a big old movie fan. So there was actually an old movie called The Creature from the Black Lagoon, believe it or not. And uh, the person that played the creature, the monster, in the water was a swimmer named Raikou Browning. That's where I... That's where, and he actually also co-created Flipper, the old show <gasps> Flipper. Uh, oh, wow. I thought that was a pretty fun fact there. Nice um, one. I've never saved anyone in the water. I Thank God I've never been in that situation. But, you know, I learned that, you know, when in order to do something like that, you always want to approach them from the back because you, uh. don't want, you don't want them struggling to bring you down under the water or, or whatever it may be. And I also... I was trying to come up with something for the ocean and the pool. I mean, the color of the 
the ocean and the and, and the water. I don't think that really matters. The fact was in no. the wall. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was pretty rough there. But, but it uh, is yeah. true I mean, that you want to see a submarine if it is in your way. Yeah, that's very important. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. All right. Well. We swam our last lap. Thanks to our contestant, Anna, our lifeguard of truth. And thank you to our expert and liar, Paige and Hal. And thanks to Lisa for making a huge splash with sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we drain the pool of lies because we deep end on the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib, or you can send questions for me to answer on the show, or you can just stare at the screen. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now it's time to fill up the nearest swimming pool with marshmallows and just go for a dive. (laughs) Bye! Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of 6 Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.